0: I'll give you a clue, it was Grimsby.
1: They are pressing quite well. What's happened there? You've gotta be joking. Oh sorry, now I've done the
0: roll around, for I've gone an hour over and haven't seen it, sorry yeah. He must have a fortune up his ass.
1: <laughs> if we're playing on professional and that's happening for Barcelona. Um uh, two years
0: ago, sorry about
1: that <laughs> That I'm sorry, that's just put me off the game. I'm not having that. Anyway,
0: segue, <laughs> moving on.
1: What has that got to do with football? Why is that out of football ground? Hello and welcome to another ramble from the Honest Football Podcast Where we bring honesty back to the beautiful game I'm a rather hoarse Charlie Betts And joining me this week and every week are Craig Savage and Daniel Cody
0: Thank you for joining us on Spotify And we're also available on other platforms And also on YouTube Like, share and subscribe this video And our content on the Honest Football Podcast And where else can they follow us, Craig? They can follow us on Twitter at HonestFootball3 (laughs) So how's your week been, guys? Well, um, I say how you we? Me and Craig, we spent Saturday afternoon. Oh no, not this early! I thought you were going to talk about no, stuff. No, no, because there's nothing else. <laughs> no, to I
1: think can we save the football bit? Because there is. Um, well, Dan's going to share something, and I was quite su- quite surprised, Craig. You weren't as on board with this story as maybe what I was, and definitely is what Dan is about it. And Dan, what are you going to talk to us about? Um, I believe if I'm thinking about what you're thinking about, I'm going to talk to you about jam and clotted cream scones. Yes
0: no I'm no, not on board with this story oh for goodness sake that's awful for um, you who no, don't I, like jam and Oh crimson, I, like, I like scones
1: Dan, is it a scone, scone it. or a scone it's a scone because we're, we're uh, what's the word British? common
0: oh
1: <laughs> right Dan talk well about if you've scones. seen the people in London this week I don't think I think we're <laughs> well, common in here. well there. the less said the better um, and we're also this week before we do that going to be the only podcast relating to sport I think not to mention Colleen Rudy or Rebecca Vardy uh, yes Yeah. no, no, no we just did <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go into detail on it. But yeah, uh, so Scott. So Scott, of so obviously I work in a GP surgery and obviously the first thing we want to promote is health and clotted cream, isn't it? Yes. So what a wonderful way to do it. So <laughs> our, our medical student, we have medical students that stay with us for two months. They mm-hmm. do a bit of learning. And then at the end this medical student decided to bring us some lovely baked goods right. so there was a big right. banana bread loaf for uh, some mm. and and for me it Ooh, was banana bread oh, a, I like banana bread actually little uh, bits of fruit sultanas and that I've well. actually made a banana loaf before and it was only because the bananas were going out of date can, can I just say 25 minutes ago you <laughs> just said my other ass pancakes I don't know how no, they're made I, don't, <laughs> I the just more, eat the them. more elaborate ones <laughs> like, uh, I know it's a bit of sugar flour and bananas but anyway go on oh, banana bread has bananas that's a fact <laughs> for the day <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they bought they bought in these these wonderful homemade scones. My mm. uh, mum used to work for us years ago, so she right. obviously was uh, looking after us as well. Yeah. Jam and clotted cream—the only combination prop, that should be going in cream. a scone originally. Which uh, way do you go? No, jam then cream, or cream then jam on the scone? Well, I I fixed the problem. Uh, you cut it in half. you, you put make it, on it in a sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> I knew people like you people like you are disgusting <laughs> you know. do you know what it does and it you said you're problem. common it <laughs> solves the problem you just you cut it not quite completely just leave a yeah. little bit so it's like a like a, a hinge I guess <laughs> so you like so so it's like, a like an Oreo now yeah, see my issue is like a burger if you correct. go cream first and then jam the jam just sort of sits in a blob on top yeah. Whereas if you jam first, then put the cream, you can spread the cream without the jam. Can without the jam, the jam. And jam this is going to soak
0: into the scone. Exactly. And then why am I getting onto food? I'm very <laughs> into my food. You're into it now. <laughs> but the cream, obviously, then it just goes yeah. over. After. Um, this is going to make me sound really bad. Is this going hot?
1: Um, uh, no, 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 no. oh we we're, we're, we're is it bad if I what are you on about <laughs> is it bad if I say that I didn't actually prepare my own scone <laughs> no, someone made it so, for you someone, oh, yeah. someone went and got it for me because I was doing them a the you elitist bastard and, so, uh, <laughs> no, and but, you said you were coming. just a really good question because I don't know if it's like most other workplaces I, I do find sometimes the, the expectation to bring cakes and stuff on certain days quite r- sort of strange I get like in that situation where if you were working somewhere as a student or I, ever, I'm a bit and concerned as a thank you to the staff who maybe helped you you buy them like cakes or yeah, maybe, yeah, cake yeah, absolutely. Up. But I find sometimes on your own birthday, there's an yeah, expectation, right. yeah, yeah. you bring in cakes all and of biscuits. Our, all of us on on your that. birthday? On my birthday, they so bring it's in like at your workplace. But well, unless so, saying saying so, so, so that, cake ready to set up. Either, either your birthday or the next day you're in after that, you're, yeah. you're responsible for bringing in cakes or goodies That's for, so it, for the team. So if you have like, I don't know how many members of staff you've got, but like 25 old school I had about 40. And so you have to bring in like enough to feed forty people. So you're like two big cakes. You know what I mean? Like Clyde the caterpillar. I mean, I'm not sure. What you need two of them. Uh, too much. I'm
0: sorry, but that is an absolute disgrace. But no, but it's that's your thing. birthday. It's so cool. Well, I've your... worked in three different workplaces. Yeah. and it's
1: been similar all the time. Right? Like, yeah, I, I'm in two different. schools I, I think you're in rare where, in this. So your think, workplace well, doesn't oh,
0: do that. Because I work. Why I work in retail? I so guess two hundred members of staff. Yeah. I can't cater for two hundred members No, no, but your team or your shift
1: or something like that. The point I'm making is
0: it's oh, weird we, that we, that we, so we have titles and we we. we yeah. I've had it where like right, from the show.
1: People celebrate stuff like there was a, a member of staff at my old school who when they passed their driving test brought in like donuts for everyone. And it was like, this is bizarre. Like why is it anytime anything good happens to you um, you have to feed people we used it. to we used to have an occasion because no one wanted to work on friday but the three of us that did and we had one doctor and one nurse and we used to have a, a rolling
0: biscuit roller <laughs>
1: <Did you remember>? <laughs> what <laughs> was your know, biscuit what, choice what, what, what? Uh, well my biscuit of choice is whatever was cheapest And that's to that, right thing, but,
0: but what was
1: it um normally the the go-to haven when you've got nurses around is a chocolate digestive oh that's, yeah. the, that's the classic yeah, yeah. So, yeah or a chocolate, chocolate hobnob i've got to say they Ooh. were a bit out of my price range. Yeah, At the I they time, they I was an apprentice, so I was like two pounds <laughs> hunting an hour. So. You can't go
0: wrong with a custard Anyway, <laughs> no, that's only really, really five
1: and a half minutes of, of cakes of cake and going. And, sco- and, and Craig got surprised in the interim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on. So uh, let's get the big elephant out in the room. Out of the Again, way. Charlie. Yeah, again. Right. It was It was just before this time last year, wasn't it? Because it was about December. <laughs> it, when was it was November up, wasn't wasn't it? It, November? November? No, no, it was the first weekend of December
0: last year. Was it the first round? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the first or second of December. Anyway, But it's happened twice. Yeah. Well, my team didn't have a game on the on the Saturday. Got called off for a league rep, a representation. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, so right. obviously that gave me and try a free, a free Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So in my head, I went to I spoke to guys and I said, "Why don't we go to a game?" Can uh, I? Just can I trying to complete the ninety-two. Interject
1: really quickly. Last year I said I would go and I bought a ticket. Yes. And then I didn't go. This year, I was a lot more, um, what's the word, open in saying it's unlikely I'm going to... Well, maybe uh, not unlikely. Uh, There's a chance I won't go, which is a I, bit more... I
0: didn't commit as much. What, what did you forget to say in that first bit there? Well... What mistake did you say? So,
1: you... I, I probably knew a few days earlier that there was not going to be a game. Uh, and I probably should have just kept a, a, a facade up that there was a game, thus keeping my Saturday afternoon free. Yes. And then could have gone to the football. But um, alas, well, I let didn't... let it slip. And... The bub, salt into the wound um, I ended up uh, I went out for lunch and I ended up in Lecter of Garden City in uh, Dorothy Perkins so fantastic
0: <laughs> <laughs> back to the football again <laughs> so there was two choices we were going to go either what is Wood versus Sorry Hold Moores because Charlie doesn't like Tim Farr for uh, some random <laughs> oh, reason but they're it, up to 7th now it wouldn't help my 92, unfortunately it wouldn't help 92. but or the next best option locally to us was Milton Keynes Dons versus Burton Albion. And it was a good option because they had their family fun day, which yes. meant tickets were a tenner, mm-hmm. yes. which yes. was cheaper than Boreham Wood two leagues below. Yes.
1: So where, where did you choose to
0: sit then, lads? Well, obviously, we're Luton Town fans, and sitting in the Milton Keynes Dons end... Can I just make a point at this stage? Because some people will be asking, why weren't you at
1: the Luton Town game? Uh, I was working till half twelve o'clock as well. We could 12. not have got to Derby. And tickets 15. on
0: the day were thirty-two pounds. That's not an issue for me. But no, 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 no. I'm just saying thirty-two pounds <laughs> on the day. He's the man day, that scones a... made for. Remember. Oh, oh, sorry, not... sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm joking. About with his but... tea ready, with his pinky up. <laughs> right. um, anyway, so uh, tickets for us here were as Cody said. Uh, we made our way up to the Stadium K. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the ticket office. So you could pay in the door? Because obviously a lot of day. It was paying the day, day. So pay pay the day for both um, both set of fans. Still £10. Uh, we went to the away... We sat in the away in basically. Because That's we, what I was trying to get to. So yes. you sat with
1: the Burton Albion fans? We perhaps. sat
0: with the Burton Albion fans. Good because decision. one, It was a great decision. Two, we know they will actually be up for the game. Mm-hmm. And three... They were a better team. Right. Well I mean to, to be honest,
1: I don't know where they they lie in the table. Well they were in for four So yeah, it's a mid table yeah. mediocrity sort of game. Um so in terms of the the ground and I mean I've, I've been there years and years ago to England under, under twenty one. Um I think even at the time they hadn't even put the seats in the top tier. Yeah. So as a ground about fans it's and people, it's quite a bit, you know, a spectacle of a big ground. It? Well, it's very in interesting around, actually, action. because if we take aside what football team are in it, the atmosphere and all that sort of stuff, and just get to the basics of it. So I've stayed in the ground in the hotel, yeah, for work purposes or whatever, and that obviously runs around almost the entirety of the home end, mm-hmm. and it's fantastically modern, built mm. up, brilliant modern facilities, lovely walkways yeah. and concourse. However, when we went into the Burton end, there was a little bit of surprise, wasn't there, Craig? Yes, because we were met with. White sheets, white sheets. We like tarpaulin. What do you mean? So between the concourse and the ground, well, the there seats. was just yeah. big old-fashioned like Gibson and Dandies plastic white no. sheets.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: really? Yeah. So well, it, it, looked where it looked terrific. It looked terrific. <laughs> it was a it was a bare walkway. There was nothing on the walkway so other no than entrance to it. a toilet. No, there
0: was a concession stand, but it, it's. It's not that it stands out as a concession stand. It's right. like, it was both right, the bar area and the food stand. Were they were hidden like round the ground, round, Right, right. Yeah. and the bar area,
1: no hot food in that bar area.
0: No. It was just a square
1: with a smoking bit outside. Right. Again, surrounded in white sheets outside. It was actually, it was was actually a building something. site yeah. outside it. And then we walk down to the other end, and unfortunately, we're getting back to food again. Yeah, we're going And it got what I believe would be the most contrasting yet worse food experience we've both right. probably had at a food Okay, family So family. you've queued up and you've got to the front. Got a front. I've and you you've ordered queue. what? So would,
0: we've both spent £3.80. Yes, spent £3.80. Uh, I ordered a hot dog from like Mum's Hot Dog, whatever that brand is called. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it hot dog. no, it was called. No, it wasn't Mum's. It was, <laughs> was Mum's Hot Dog. It, yeah. it was a brand of hot dog right okay uh, yeah. it was called mums I was and I one. went the
1: opposite way and had a sausage it's roll it is a sausage roll oh okay uh, so the contrast here and it's quite baffling I'm sure Craig will back me up on this well, Craig was basically served a mustard hot dog right. so, so all bastards. other food you go and get your condiments from the back you've got your, yeah. your brown sauce yes, your ketchup yeah. and all that Craig's was lathered in hot and uh, mustard for some reason the, br- the,
0: the bun was burnt so this is the, this
1: is the <laughs> thing Craig's, Craig's bun was burnt to a crisp. yeah it nearly <laughs> broke my teeth and then bafflingly I couldn't eat my sausage roll because it was uncooked. No, raw. As in the pastry was, was soft, 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 soggy, white as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and the sausage in the middle was. This is like some messed up British bacon. Off sort of <laughs> essentially. No, no, this is ridiculous. So uh, the worst seven-pound Did Could you return it or not?
0: No. no. Oh, We've gone back to the seat by the have the have So
1: you lost your teeth because of the, the hard button. Yes. <laughs> the, the and I lost three pound 80 <laughs> to a hot dog that's, uh, to a sausage oh, roll under the seat. Potentially <laughs> would have given you food Basically, points.
0: Basically, we literally went, so,
1: under the seat. <laughs> so right, okay, let's speed this up a little bit. So you, in terms of the situation in the ground, you're behind the goal, I assume. We're, no, we're on uh, a corner flag. In terms of situation, position, sorry, in the we're ground. We're behind right. a corner left flag. Left corner flag. Left corner flag. Yeah. So in terms of away fans, roughly how many of which you've like got? 500 and five, four, six hundred four, hundred Okay, yeah, no, Baffenburg. And then home fans? Well, well, uh, well apparently 9,000, but I think they counted every member of staff and everyone who was probably right. staying in a how hotel. How many you say, 6 or 7, uh, I push. Right. five. No, so that. There were Which is a shame. On. I mean, that happens around 25, 30000 isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So in a gap ground, that right, looks ridiculous. It's awful. So my, it looks my, awful. My real worry for that was they put the tickets on for £10 and a quid for kids. Yeah. What more can they do, really? No, apart from but them what them I would free. say, and I don't know if the home end was different, of course, but the family fun day, there was, and I, I can categorically say, absolutely zero there for away fans for the fun day. Right. Yeah. Yeah nothing at all no. you would never have known in a million years that was a family yeah. fun day in the away end Right. I presume the home end was different but, but I'm sure there's, it wasn't, I'm sure I can I can there's something going around the other side of the stadium especially like what I mean by that is not going to bring a massive contingent and it was, a, it was probably the oldest average age group of a fan base I've sat in yeah. yes. however in the home end obviously Milton Keynes is a relatively new modern place mm-hmm. loads of kids were there but there was well, nothing there for it. that they look bored shit. To I put was. it into context, it was king. In, I remember Who has, it has a basic explicit button on Spotify. <laughs> 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 Well, I think they designed it for that, though, didn't they, for families? And by that I say, you know, if you mm. look around the ground, there's an Ikea just down the road, there's uh, a, you know, there's a manner store, of different restaurants. Shopping. Which we almost looked for you in. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is tons of restaurants. There's, isn't there like a next, you well, know? We, we'll one done done those afterwards. Yeah, now, there you go. So the principle being that, I suppose, anyone who's not interested in the football can go to the retail park. And the same site is the football ground. And obviously, if you're on a family fun day, if you still can't get people through the door, I suppose it is worth asking. Ever going to get well, I, I think anyway, part of the reason they couldn't get and probably what you actually want us to lead on to now the reason they couldn't get many fans through the door was the performance I was about to say so now we're getting on to the football so, yes. I mean very. I, I only saw the highlights you raved about the second goal but the second as a team I, I assume Burton were good for a 3-0
0: win or well, uh, Bolton Burton fully deserved the three points but I, uh, I was think it a good game? His... forgetting who was you was it good game? Him,
1: like from a neutral perspective the first half was was Bordering Board. on one of the worst games of football i ever seen. The second half,
0: Burton were far superior. When you say like
1: first up, like two di- two
0: two direct teams or not yeah, MK all, Dons or was very direct, very direct. And, and uh, once Burton, once the centre backs of Burton Albion solved it, it was an easy game for them. Right.
1: Burton were relatively direct. They had Northern Ireland internationally and Boyce up front. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. so caught. you missed that as well. And yeah, then yeah, um,
0: again. up front for Milton Keynes was uh, Jordan Barry. He was a former Aston Villa and Crew, and crew. recently. Yeah. Um, so they were targeting him, um, which, but the problem with that one, they didn't have anyone to back him up. Yeah. Um,
1: it was sort of the assumption that because he was tall, he was a target man. And I've watched him play. At I don't through, think as a he Luka was a tall. He hasn't a target man. No, he's he's electric, quick, and he didn't yeah. play a ball in behind once. Right. and it, it really baffled me. We did hear Paul Tisdale after the game talking about injury crisis and being lots of players out, mm. which we have to give him the benefit mm. of the doubt. But they had their skipper Dean Lewin on there, who's been there, I think, since the start. He was there. He,
0: he was at Wimbledon. Before yeah, yeah, so he was there in yeah. 2004 when they were well, four. Before we were, yeah. When and they were still
1: women, genuinely atrocious. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, genuinely. He, he, he was to be set-piece he, he, delivery, his, everything. His he's, got to be, uh, he's got to be over 35 now, surely. I mean, that club, the club's only, what, 15 years old? Oh. I think he was a youngster, but you're talking, yeah, definitely 33, so 34. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I, I think he was there 16, 17, he's got to be, you
0: know... I think, didn't anyway. he get cheered when he got subbed? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. always side, So is
1: he Ray Lewis on Yeah, it's Ray Lewis on, yeah. Okay. But um, so the question that we normally ask after your away day travels superior because obviously not me because I go shopping but um, is I think I know the answer to this but having been there would you go back there to watch a football match or? I would
0: go back there if England and to play playing or a big game
1: I would go back to the stadium because the stadium's okay Ooh. I wouldn't go back to watch an MK Don's game not until they've got at least another generation of proper fans mm. from being I, a I, I of think it, I think
0: it'll be another 10-15 years really yeah it's one it's too new it's too for Milton Keynes Dons itself I, I said I've only been there for 15 years mm. the stadium is too big yeah Um. well we've obviously been to Milton Keynes when it was at, they were playing at the National Hockey Stadium yeah. yes yeah I remember, um, remember them, yeah. which that was just a dive um, yeah I'm sure but this this is a corporate yeah. facility, isn't it? Yeah, It's there for England under 21 like, games for concerts. The they it's played true. Liverpool in the League Cup a few, few weeks ago and they sold the place out. Although,
1: I do I do remember. Yeah, that's true, actually. But I do remember. The, um, is it Pete Winkleman? Yeah. yeah. He was saying that not long ago that they were hemorrhaging money out of the yeah. place. So, in, in,
0: that's you, know, you much probably much understand why. I mean,
1: I don't know the average cost of putting on a Football League match, but by the sound of it, but they're not even, getting that much back in gate receipts to cover the cost. You saw the extra bits as well. Like, they've sold the hotel off to Hilton. So yeah. there's a lot of your profits come from that. Yeah. And there wasn't much there in terms of food, I think The main
0: site is azdas, isn't it? I think it's more, it's
1: more for Asda than yeah. actually. And by the saying. sound of it, you're not going to get repeat business on the hot dogs and the sausage rolls. So you no, can know, they lose they could money have, have that, done that uh, better. But, but Nando's
0: was fantastic. Artist. I don't know
1: if you noticed it. One little bit of detail from that food stand which really puzzled me. they were all wearing suits.
0: What the people who were Shirt that? and toys Even
1: the girls, the, the boys Be were on with. the counter. Girls and boys all wearing shirt and tie.
0: I remember the girls behind the bar wearing. Not behind Sit. the bar, behind the they, were, they were just wearing whatever, but <laughs>
1: Behind behind the food serving counters they were all wearing shirts wow. and ties. Okay, interesting.
0: So, okay, that, so if, if we, we... So, just try, yeah, go back to the actual game, three good, three goals, good goals, the second goal was fantastic goal, top corner. Third um,
1: goal was classic counter-attacking, the first goal... Scrappy, that's very. very... Yeah. A oh, so they he end, went in. All three goals. No, three the, goals. First
0: goal, the first goal was in the other end.
1: Right, a second
0: see. further in our end. Cool. And the Burton
1: fans good. good Fantastic, bye. I love them. Good songs and all of that. All right? um, the only slight issue, there was he, a drum he, in both ends. Yeah, oh no, he, he hates the drum. Hates the drum. drum.
0: Um, <laughs> he hates literally looked to our left and went, There's a drum. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I think the Burton album fans were uh, they're, they're lovely. But and, they're, uh, like, considering
1: we were there, and I'll be honest, because like, we were just talking like neutrals, basically. Mm-hmm. No trouble whatsoever, no, 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 no hassle at nice all. Really it. nice place to go. Uh, really nice lot of fans. It's just a shame that there wasn't really a match atmosphere. No. And the, the the sad thing is, I guess it's really unique as a football league ground. Probably the only place I've been where you don't feel the home fans support the home team. Yeah, I suppose you think yeah. they're there as tourists well, on neutral. I, yeah, yeah. I thought, it's a yeah, really weird what? feeling. No, because I've only ever seen it at Fulham in the neutral end. That's the only other place yeah. I've yeah. seen it.
0: it. It generally did feel like neutrals are in the home end, it as it, be as as it has to be, in yeah. the Burton end. At the time, not you know. I suppose if you. Were Shopping at IKEA or something. So
1: you compare the door. What I mean is, is it probably was a lot of neutrals, but okay. Well, that was obviously another day out. So you're how many teams now? Not mm-hmm. how many grounds. Sorry, the ninety-two. Uh, I think I'm on thirty-two now because commentary moved out of Rico, which I'd forgotten to count. Oh, right. you got to count that, surely. That's... Well, we'll see. And Barry obviously are. Uh, yeah. And then hopefully. Well, you've been to Barry anyway. Hopefully now I know that. Yeah, no, but right, there might not be an EFL. Great yeah. form for this, but hopefully you and I go to the Majeski. Am I pronouncing that right? Well, there's no. There's no. Hopefully yeah. on my end of the bar. No, here. no, no. There's only not- one man who might <laughs> let <the team> us <laughs> <they're> in. <laughs> So, then stadium and then we'll go from there. But uh, and we, we've got to book another one tonight as well. Okay, yes. Oh. yeah, yeah. So, okay. Is it my time? Is it your time to it's go? My right. turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on, today. you want to talk about the managerial. Yeah,
0: it's been a very busy week of managerial. Merry-go-round Depart- casualties. Department. We've departments in this. Departures. The first one was Barnsley, they sacked Daniel Stendhal. Which in the we'll come one, back was... to in a minute. Well, where the statement was ridiculous. Yeah. Jack Ross, sacked sack from Sunderland, so that it, if they had, mm. with, there was a first season on Sunderland until I die on Netflix, that would be very interesting to watch. <laughs> Reading. Reading, Jose Redding. Gomez, Gomez yeah. yeah, there was a long rumour going around the day, like two days in advance that Jose Gomez was getting sacked sack and Mark Hughes was going to take over. There's a few more lower down that uh, Obviously in League, Craig Hignett, obviously after take, last night's defeat on BT, two, has been Stockport Cali, mm. 2-1, uh, he's been given the boot. And Gary Hill, who, at Epsley, who oh, are bottom of the uh, National League right now, that one did not surprise me to be honest because mm. of the the back uh, the financial background um, mm. beyond off the pitch, sorry. It's performed miracles just to keep him going. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm obviously I think that I don't think they last season. No. I generally don't think they last mm-hmm. season. Um, and obviously there's one in Italy by Lane Kevin. But yeah. um So did you want to analyse him a little bit more? You yeah, Stanley's not, not too long but yeah. Daniel Stanley one was very interesting because he played really good some really good football <laughs> at Barnsley and, the, and this thing they the I think they've got the youngest average squad. Mm-hmm. And obviously They've had A rocky start They, they lost five ones to Preston At the weekend Last weekend And uh, Their statement Obviously we, we We've had a mind About club statements uh, In the past Yeah And it didn't say Anything like Oh we thank Daniel For your, mm-hmm. uh, your help here Quite a and hostile statement yeah, it was a very hostile one We just Daniel Stenders uh, Has left the club Adam Murray's in charge Until further notice Yeah That may was I, it
1: <laughs> May I have a rant
0: I, I was leading you up For this rant Yes Go for it
1: Daniel Stendel was in charge of Barnsley his first job in England at the start of the 2018-19 season, the last full season we had. Uh, he managed Barnsley to within three points of the League One title and automatic restoration to the Championship after relegation, where a manager had been sacked after three months in charge and got a glowing statement despite ultimately failing. Yeah. Uh, he, in the summer, lost his goalkeeper and two of his starting back four, who were all sold. Not too dissimilar to Luton. Yeah. Yes. Um, and this is why I want to link this back to being lucky to be a Luton fan, for the odd Luton fan who's having a moan as well. Um, they didn't sign any reinforcements of no. no. He was a bit like probably Jose Mourinho at the top level of the year before, saying we could really do with a bit of experience in this position. Right. And didn't get it. I think they did the money ball. They did do the money ball, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, hasn't worked this summer. No. But. Um, ten games into the season, he is sacked with them. Let's be honest, not miles out of sight. They're a couple
0: of points away from
1: safety, but yeah. hardly a disaster. As I said, the, cha- totally the
0: Championship is always tight. The Championship, like, for example, like if you're in 20th place and you get like, two good wins, yeah, can you're up to 9th. Well, let's take an example. That's, that's the championship, how the Championship Stoke
1: works. Stoke won the first game of the season last weekend. If they win the next three, they'll be top half. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's ridiculous. But, but the, the telling thing with football fans is always the situation when they leave the club. So... Obviously, the balancing statement you've spoken about is, I I don't care how you finish with someone, what terms you finish Mm. on in any workplace in the world, the least you can do is not wish bad upon them. No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Just say, good luck in the future. Even Even if you've had a a falling out or something awful, just say, I hope you sort out your problems and have a good future. Mm. You know, just get on with it, have a bit of yeah. respect. Particularly for a man who's benefited your club and made yeah. you millions as an owner. Exactly. Which for me is sad. They were one of the best footballing teams I watched. And How more are you say that last year, you yeah. Know, I, I,
0: I said, that. I, I said even well, when the um, game's on Sky, wasn't it? The yeah, they they were brilliant, yeah. At Oakwell, and then when I, after the new year, I said that's probably the best point we've probably got all, yeah. like, all season. Well, I remember
1: you saying that they were the best team you'd seen. Yeah, they are fantastic. Side. That season, so. He'll get another job very quickly. Yeah.
0: If I was a team like Reading,
1: I would be, or mm. Sunderland, if they haven't out, I would be getting on the phone and begging him to go yeah. and Yeah, well, it's interesting you were just saying really quickly, only because I saw it as like a more light hearted sort of thing, of the, you know, obviously the fact the statement was so cold and so short. Um, short. That apparently there was a group of Barnsley fans. Well, this was, yeah, that I was the, I really so the supporters' trust put out a brilliant statement. Yeah. And then a group of the from that supporters' trust invited him out for yes, uh, yes, uh, like, 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 like for a leaving yeah, group, like a, a shot, thank you. And and he went to a local pub in Barnsley with about 40-50 fans and just had a really good evening. And he came
0: out and did a emotional statement. That's that's a good man. And I think is fans didn't want him sacked anyway. They they loved him.
1: And that says a lot when you're in a relegation zone. Yeah the really good thing for that obviously he was a German man coming over for the first time didn't really know the language that well when he came over and the, the main thing the Barnsley fans took and it goes with any manager really is whether you succeed or fail the fact that he ingrained himself in the culture yeah. and it's always a thing we talk about someone who's been hugely successful aboard as a player Gareth Bale yeah. mm-hmm. what's the one criticism always? Doesn't give a shit about the Spanish culture, yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Really, really. and the fans can never get past that no. hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. No. but with Stendal, it was so, so. Yeah, was yeah. how it's much effort he put into the community? It's the
0: same thing with uh, there. It is. There's a community with um, Stendal. <laughs> Stendal, same thing with Stendal uh, with David Wagner of when he was yeah, at Huddersfield. Perfect example. And uh, Daniel Farke and now uh, Norwich. Yeah, yeah. they've, they've bought into. Uh, and am a cop as well. Like the they've all bought into the English ph- uh, fans' philosophy of. Obviously, how they how their culture is, and they mm. bought into it, and they love it. I think and the players take the
1: piss out of each other. We're very similar cultures. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think gotcha. the thing is, I
1: think to some round this one off a little bit is we've said this quite a few times. You've got to be careful what you wish for, yep. you know. And in that situation, given the context you just laid out, he's not done a bad job at all. I think the you gave are brilliant. Wagner, Farker, potentially in the future, and Stendhal hmm. all the only thing they're guilty of is overachieving. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, with
0: with a small. Budget and small squad.
1: Should we move on to a few more? So Sunderland, Jack Ross. You said Jack Ross not is not um, as much of a surprise. I saw it coming. Probably.
0: Yeah, you saw it coming. I feel a bit. I feel a bit sorry for him in a way because it's, it was always good. Whoever, whoever came. I think. It's uh, tough. Yeah, well, there's exactly. more to it, isn't there? Yeah, I think with Sunderland being relegated into the League One last season, I think that obviously their main well, the fans' expectation was to smash the League One. Mm-hmm. Despite two successive relegations. Despite two successive relegations. And at the end of the day, they didn't slash League One because Luton and Barnsley both got promoted. And they lost in the player final to Charlton in the last kick of the game. So that losing, that last kick of the game has effectively, well, now the fucking coffin for him because. Sorry, Spotify. um, (laughs) Because. free, we're done with explicit content. (laughs) No, because. The season, last expectation is no. You definitely have to smash this league, mm, so th- and they haven't started that well. The things they're only in, I think they're fifth yeah, in yeah, League One, but Crazy. they lost um, lost to Lincoln City the other day last week, and obviously that that was the final game for them. But I, I don't know what the expe- fans' expectation. No. Is. It's like I think it's like the same thing with Luton in, in the National League. We expect them to be in the top, that mm. like, top.
1: But I think you're being a bit harsh on the fans here because there were a couple of things in the background of this. Most of the fans actually said. Although ultimately you're, technically your objective, you failed, thank you for dealing with dignity, helping stabilize our club, dealing with all the bloody Netflix crap in the background, yeah. and doing a solid job. The, the other background bit to this, of course, is it's at the point where the current in well the Scottish owner who took over to try and stabilise the club and then sell them again. Oh sure, done. It looks like it's about to go through mm-hmm. right and suddenly Jack Ross has been sacked. It does seem yeah, a bit of a coincidence, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's probably a reason for that. And as I said before, they should be going to Daniel Stendhal's door and absolutely mm. begging him. Because well, if they a, make their own appointment here... Well, there's a yeah, five apparently the saying
0: there's five names. Uh, apparently one of them is the Wiccan manager, Gareth Ainsworth, which I, I, I can't see that working out. I'll tell
1: you what, he's a very good manager. But if they're not happy with Jack Ross's football,
0: they ain't gonna be yeah, they're not going to be happy, happy with, with uh, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're not going to be happy with the Brilliant manager, football. but direct. Kevin Phillips, former Sunderland striker. See. He's linked with it. Sol Campbell? No, no. That's too big for him. But he was linked on it. Yeah, why? Yeah. I why I is it too know, big for him? I don't know. So
1: Campbell. It's, I disagree I I,
0: I, I, entirely. I, I think... You can't go from Macclesfield to... Uh, they're again well, Paul Institute. It's one league. You've got to take away the clubs. It's League 2 to League 1. No, I, don't, I don't know. It would be an I, interest, I, I, interesting... I don't understand it would be, it would be the obvious choice. The issue I
1: feel like... You know, so Campbell to face it... It's the, 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 the old issue that any club in that part of the country is found... Is getting players up there. However, when they're in League 1... I don't know is it easier I suppose that's really? the I'm asking. it's the
0: name it's the club or obviously yeah. when you're in the
1: Premier League you know a club in London or Sunderland you're probably going to choose a club in London just because of the surrounding yeah, area yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's no disrespect around there but that's just a fact they have to overpay and that's how they get themselves in this situation in League One when you're one of the biggest clubs and you have Sol Campbell as your manager that's probably more attractive than
0: being one of the biggest and you would, you, would you want a so as a player you would you be
1: more inclined to go there or
0: work harder for him I don't know would yeah. you want a former Newcastle player in charge he was barely Newcastle player well he's a former Newcastle player well, then again Sam Allardyce would go with he was a former Newcastle manager
1: out loud. He was more a um, truly I guess old let's be honest if Sam Allardyce is currently the third favourite to be the next Man United manager I don't think we need to say no. can Sol Campbell be the I, I think. I think he could do it, like you say. Maybe the fellow you were earlier. You know, I'm not as qualified to say that, but I don't see why you couldn't take a punt on Sol Campbell. The, the problem, the problem for me with Sunderland is when you have thirty or forty thousand people watching in League One, they want to be entertained and they want to see the minimum of hard work and yeah. ethics. Which that bit's happened, but just yeah. well, you, yeah. want, you, want, you, want, you want that with any team, though. You want hard work. Well, the thing is, if there was one man who could deal with the who's used to dealing with the pressure of that number of fans on your back, or you know, not not getting abused. but The you know, expectation of winning every week is it would be Sol Campbell. You know, he did it. He went from obviously Tottenham to Arsenal. The whole thing around that, playing in a team where you are inv- invincible. Obviously, I know the plaudits of that are amazing, but the pressure of each game builds up and up. If there was a man who could deal with that pressure and would not be phased by it, maybe it's, you, maybe you're looking at someone like that. Whether that's the right appointment, I don't know, but maybe that's what they um, think. I don't know. But. The 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 big problem for me with Sunderland is if they get it wrong, there seems to be this this air a bit like you say like with Luton in the National League mm. this air of invincibility yeah. and we've seen before with, Columbus, with Coventry yeah. with Portsmouth albeit supported by financial problems they can go down to League 2 if it goes wrong yeah. and you have to be very careful because yeah. that, that's the last thing probably any of us as football fans oh, want yeah. to I, see I, for I a massive I, I don't see like some like. going down, no. down I think they're too high up to but, but it only takes let's say let's say like we've seen in other ones an American owner taking over a hiring an unknown manager yeah. and
0: that's it I think it depends on I think the appointment who, yeah. who, they, who they appoint and the same thing with Reading as well I was going to say it's through through
1: so we've done absolutely so Reading and
0: yeah Reading
1: and the uh, Hartlepool. Yeah. whoever yeah. Reading uh, employed me and Charlie are likely to see their first home game yeah. which would be nice was so saying, what, was, was, what was the issue Jose going with Jose Gomez?
0: really really cool, I think obviously. it was just bad, right. bad form Well, they're outside, he wasn't there,
1: they're outside the relegation zone. they're yeah. not investing a huge amount of money they were right down there last year. In fact, yeah. I think one of us tipped them for relegation and we all had them in the talk. Yeah. I, I don't quite understand
0: what they expect. No. And no. again, it's,
1: it seems to be related to the football and losing at home. But for,
0: for, uh, four, four, out the, uh, four out of the bottom five at the moment have all sacked the managers. Right. Bar yeah. Stoke, basically. Yeah. If I'm
1: honest, if you'd have said uh, two weeks ago which one would go first... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: and uh, amazingly, Graham Jones is only signed, uh, joined Luton in the summer. Is the twelfth longest-serving manager in the Championship? Really? Yes. From, uh, no way. Yep. Yeah. Seriously. Twenty-four
1: teams.
0: Yeah. That's unbelievable. He's the 12th long- that's longest
1: unbelievable. Manager. That's cr- that's ridiculous. And that, if I to be honest, if you want one sentence to maybe sum up the madness of, of ch- football, the, the top end of football, do you true. know what I'd love you to do? Out of the the managers in that league. Go through the top twelve, and I bet the majority of them are in the top half of the championship. Yeah, you're probably not what do you mean the top, 12? Like top twelve. Top twelve longest serving managers. Oh, and right. The stability okay. leads to success. You do that really quickly. Dan oh, yeah. talks yeah. about Hartlepool and the. Yeah. Um, so Hartlepool, I watched on TV last night as we we're recording this on a Thursday, a few days ago as it comes out. Uh, they played away at Stockport County, a side I've openly admitted a soft spot for in the past. Yeah. Stockport were brilliant for eight minutes. They let in a consolation against Hartlepool, or what turned out to be a consolation the floodgates could have opened it could have been 4 or 5-2 yeah, yeah. to Hartlepool in the end um, Craig Hignett was sat in the stands I don't know if he had a ban or something or he just fancied sitting up there right. but the look on his face you could tell he knew he was getting sacked and I mean I mentioned them to go down last year and in the end they survived but yeah. they're hovering again they're 16-17 just dropping yeah it's a real um, and again another one forward, say, if you make things if you get things wrong you have financial yeah. troubles there isn't a limit to where you can fall no, to no, that's the problem no no so Craig, have you got the managers there or should we do that?
0: Yeah, so currently the longest serving manager in the championship, it was um the Mill manager. Neil Harris. Neil Harris, but obviously not, he's gone. He's gone. It's now Lee Johnson of Bristol City. The top, top, top
1: six. Top are, four, I think. Uh
0: who are currently sixth in the there championship. Uh he's been there for three years. Three years and two hundred and forty six days.
1: Just out of interest then, who's eleventh just above Graham Jones, who's only been there in the summer? Like how long and what team is it?
0: Well, this guy didn't start in the summer He started back end of last season And his name's Scott Parker of Fulham right. Well, that I mean that in itself just shows and He's been charged for 224 and days Of, up of the time of recording And they're in the top half, the top half, the <laughs> top half. So, It's funny yeah. enough because the top of the championship Is um, Bielsa's up there so he'll be there West Brom uh, Billich new start of the season Forrest New manager of the start of the season Preston Alex Neal He's, been there he's the is. second or third longest manager yeah. now Swansea uh, Cooper now, summer. new Summer. Be also a year. Bristol City with uh, longest, uh, Fulham. Sheffield Wednesday, Cooper, uh, new manager in the summer. And Charlton, obviously, Lee Bo has been there for a good couple of seasons. And then Neil Warner is the second longest manager. By the way,
1: next Premier League job that comes up, Lee Bo, you should be in the show. Yeah. Brilliant job he's done.
0: Well, it could be, oh, he to Solskjaer, so I doubt he'll get the main night job.
1: And now it's time for another tale of the unexpected. Uh, Just really quickly, I actually got one piece of feedback on last week's um, of someone who quite enjoyed the story about Dynamo Moscow and the fog. And was that uh, person in your head? uh, No, 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 (laughs) it was was actually a Scottish friend of mine, Ewan. Uh, Ewan? Yeah, Ewan, who watched the video on YouTube and verified everything I said. And he also quite liked our segment about the CD. Which we still haven't received yet he's the because we only person. On the because we, uh, yeah no Sorry, he did put forward a few other ones about like uh, Chris Waddle and all of that but yeah we can probably oh do a, Diamond Knights we can do a special on that uh, another time Christmas but, special
0: yeah exactly uh, he's
1: actually also ironically re- reading the book of Kaiser obviously our man Carlos Henrique Raposo from a few weeks ago there you go. the reason I say that is because this story today is a, a culmination of three or four different topics actually we've had over the previous weeks of this uh, series not the um, uh, extraordinary tale series but actual stories that we've been telling so we're going to go back to four far in february 1963 as in a place in scotland obviously yes. now the reason i asked uh, i was saying about us culminating this is you remember last week we mentioned about the pools you know, oh the, yes we yeah. The gambling sort of aspect of the pools, okay? This isn't a funny story, I think it's an incredibly clever one. But anyway, so the pools, I've done a bit of research on it just to give you a bit of context before I tell you the whole story about how it works. Okay. So the pools was, you had a choice of any professional game in England and Scotland, Okay. and all you had to do was guess twelve... You could go, go for 10 But the big 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 prize was 12 Score draws So out of all those games I don't know how many it would be Score two, draws Score draws And you had to try and guess 12 correct score draws
0: Okay That's pretty hard
1: Well that's exactly it So the winner got gets over like 3 million Or something like that Because you know Obviously they are taking however much yeah. They get and, So um, The way it worked was There was two prizes available One was obviously the ultimate jackpot Which is getting 12 score draws Correct Obviously the correct game the chances of that Across how many games Did England and the Well it's going to be hard.
0: 49 wouldn't it
1: yeah, is it forty nine? I don't know. I couldn't even give you the maths of all I didn't have enough to. It but anyway, the secondary prize was whoever could get the closest to twenty four points. So you know, you know when it said the I game fixture, one two, one two three. So you got three points for a score draw, which you'd expect because obviously it's the main purpose of the game you got two points for a no score draw and then one point for a home or away win so the closer you get to 24 would be the winner for that like week and, and the grand prize is 36 presumably they're suggesting that not
0: many people are going to get anywhere near it no exactly it's funny how that's been replaced by the Sky Sports Super 6 well no, it
1: does still go on because I'll tell it's you still, it still goes yeah so there's two of a committee I'll tell you in a minute about that but yeah um, so 24 points gets you a a prize pot, but not a, not a huge one, but enough, obviously. <laughs> really uh, special So, prize. If, in terms of people who got it right, the last person to get the oh the big jackpot, he got uh, what was it? Eight score draws correct it was in 2011. It was a man from Brecon, and he got one and a half million pounds for it. So, if you get it right, you can nail it, obviously you get a big pot for it. So, anyway, we'll go back to Fourfire in 1960, uh, 1963, 63. So, <laughs> right. Now, 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 having an understanding of the pools, um, in 1962 slash 63, that winter. Was called the Big Freeze. It's one of the worst winters this country's ever experienced. Yeah. Okay, games getting called off left, right, and centre. Now, this posed a problem because the pools had been going for years by this point, but they hadn't come up with a solution of what to do if there's a, a, a mass cancelling of games because there's not enough games to fill the It hadn't up. happened
0: before, so they had
1: a mass cancelling of games over that winter, and they were unsure how to. They were losing money because people can't gamble on it. There's no game. You can't, you know, if you put it yeah. down to score yeah, score, you don't make you a money
0: back. home win.
1: Yeah, right now, but they didn't then, and that's the Ah, point, so we're building up to this point. Because obviously, who decides it's a home win, and this is where it comes to. So, what happened was, the game cancelled because of the weather. So in January 1963, they decided to get a committee of players or ex-players to decide, if there was a cancelling of a game, what the likely result would be. So, for example, obviously... They needed a committee for that? They needed a committee for okay. because they initially they could have just gone, what's the least likely one going to be, and no one would get enough points for it. So if you said, oh, uh, let's just say it was a cup weekend and you had Man United versus Macclesfield, and you put Macclesfield away win," obviously no one's going to have put that, so they're going to shaft people. So what they did was they got, wanted well, to get some, some players together to, to do that. So one of the most notably was uh, Tom Finney, you know, the old... Yeah, so old Tom film. Finney, yeah. Yeah, so um, they got experts to forecast the results. So over the winter of 1962-63 where it was so snowy week after week countless games were cancelled and actually a lot of reporters didn't have a lot to write about because it was just you know blanket ban on football pretty much yeah. because of the snow. So the Forfar Dispatch which was a local paper in Forfar decided that not obviously the big games in England or anything but the more niche games in Scotland so what would have been your old division 2 yeah. division 3 they would write bogus match reports for games that were scheduled that weekend based on the pool's result. So if the, the experts well, probably, yeah. predicted uh, an away win for Sterling Albion, they, they would write how it happened. Now this was genius, because obviously the local people, because you know, football was a lot more community based there, would have known that that was a bogus report, because it was a joke, because obviously they were local and g- they knew the game wasn't played. Some of the stories, not all, most of them didn't, but some of the stories that they'd made up got picked up by sort of bigger newspapers in London and were ran as genuine stories. Because no one could verify a League uh, division two game in nice papers in London just want quick football. And they just want content, basically. Even now, it's exactly the same now. But you talk about the 60s where it's a lot harder to verify stuff. It's the start of fake journalism. <laughs> basically, the start of fake journalism. It's the
0: start of the sun.
1: <laughs> so and the reason, obviously, that, you know, the pools wanted the people to keep gambling. So it works for everyone, you know. They're, they're, they kept getting these results depending on which way it went. People could still gamble even though there's no football. And reporters could still report on something. So, just, I won't, I won't read you all in the order of who played what, but just hilariously, this is some of the genuine stories that made, were made up by Four Dispatch that ended up in national newspapers, okay?
0: Please, definitely, East five
1: four four five five. 455. Oh, he's ruined the ending of it! Ah, yes! So one of the, that was the last one I was going to call it, The last one was famously, so everyone thinks it was Eric Morecambe who came up with that. Yeah. But actually, one of the bogus reports that was sent through was East 54. 4-5-5, which obviously is a mouthful, and eventually happened in real life on penalties. Like, yeah. I, I, uh,
0: I'm amazed I actually said that first time. Yeah, so,
1: <laughs> but I just thought, it, you know, that was a genius. But other things that hilariously happened that obviously didn't happen, but they then got reported in the papers. Uh, so a goalkeeper um, was injured when he got caught in the side netting and was had to be cut out, so like a fish. Uh, so oh,
0: God.
1: national papers ran with these, okay, in the 60s. Um, a player's boot cleared both the bar and the stand and his boot went over the top of the stand when <laughs> he took a shot. That got run right in a normal newspaper. Um, a man had to come off after the elastic uh, in his shorts pinged on his groin, if you know what I mean, and had to be taken <laughs> off the pitch. Did
0: Rooney make all these up? No, no, no. Uh,
1: another one was just a player got knocked out by a post twice. Not once, but twice. Was, was, not was not it both concuss- posts? No, 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 I assume so, I don't know. Another one was where a, a goalkeeper, uh, sorry, a defender was sent off because he pelted his own goalkeeper with snowballs. Uh, but obviously the game's not being played. <laughs> Uh, so I played in uh, poor conditions. One half of a game in Scotland was 63 minutes long because the referee's in his whistle had to be defrosted because it was so... <laughs> 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 That's <laughs> brilliant! <laughs> countless other ones they made up that then, you know, obviously... And, but unfortunately... So the most famous one was East 5-4, 4-5-5 which got put through but obviously didn't happen. The, 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 the reason it went under was they did a story that was just a bit too elaborate and then people tweaked what was going on. And it was that there was a short corner taken by a player for Sterling Albion in which he tied his boot to the lace in the football. So they've gone for a short corner. He's put the ball down, obviously. He's tied his boot today, played a short corner of his, and then just ran into the goal and obviously, you know, the ball is tied to his boot. Impossible, you know, and there's no way you would have got away with it. That was the one that basically blew the cover on the whole thing. Um, and then people knew oh this is all a bit of a, a laugh and etc Is but, why they took like out of football? Yeah exactly Yeah, but no and then you, you sort of ruined my punchline but obviously they did the East Fife um, one. East Fife 4, 4.5 Just for a little fact for you uh, when they did play each other that season East Fife 1, 2-0 not uh, oh, <laughs> no, okay. So yeah that was basically it so the pools obviously the link between the pools you know East Fife a very nice five. talent link to last week and can we finally say, don't buy the summer <laughs> <laughs> So any other business? Um, Dan, there's a sort of story that you maybe want to rant about or... I don't Uh, know know so much Oh no, it's Craig who didn't agree with it. Sorry, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, We want to talk about a game in the Northern Irish Premier League. Of course, your favourite of all the leagues. Charlie's expert field. No, I'm good. going. I'm going to a game. On, I'm going to Balamina Crusaders on Saturday. Fantastic, and so I hope on you'll On Non League Day, a match report on the channel. I'll have a match report it's on the, the channel. Non League challenge Day this, this weekend. And I'll be, okay. The ten-year uh, anniversary on Non League Day. Very, very nice, and we'll be talking about that in next week's episode. Yes, yes on I'll do a review of Balamina Crusaders. Anyway, uh, back to Northern Ireland. Glentoran uh, Glentoran, late on in their game at the weekend had a player sent off. Second yellow card, and it why was, was it, Craig?
0: It was because uh, the Northern Irish. Irish League are very strict on the new substitution rules. If you don't know what the new substitution rules because everyone else doesn't seem to remember what it is, you're supposed to go to, to leave, our IFAT video. Go if to our video I'm in joking, the IFAB, yeah. and you'll see, uh, you listen to why that's a new rule. Basically, you have to leave the, uh, the nearest point, and well, nearest point. You should uh, leave you, the picture. Yeah, you it's should the leave nearest the nearest point. point. Yeah. So if you're standing in the 18 yard box to the left, you move off to the either the goal. Or to the side, to the side now. Not straight down to the centre, uh, centre circle, to the the substitute. Now, uh, the uh, Glen uh, player, uh, decided to walk from the centre down to where the other, the other substitute is. Because they, they do in a bit of time, because yeah, exactly, they're they they probably winning the, winning the game. And
1: one of the problems there is that the referee on this occasion decided that he would give a second yellow card mm-hmm. for it. Which meant that the substitute then couldn't come on for him. Yep. And they were down Which time. is my favourite part of the whole story, was the substitute's face. As you see, he's about to come on, and he just turns in disgust, like, oh, oh no! obviously... But my biggest problem with yeah, it... Yeah, it's so, an interesting debate. And it is something that really frustrates me, is... How many times in the same weekend? And more importantly, as mm. I said, what happens next weekend? So let's say the game you go to on Saturday and the same thing happens, mm. I would say there's at least an eighty percent chance that player won't get you. No, game. no, and that's the thing that is that like, we talked about it last week for a different perspective, but the thing that annoys football fans is consistency, not what rule is and isn't there, it's the fact that it's yeah. not consistent. People aren't annoyed that VAR's there. People's annoyed that the amount of time decisions are taken is
0: inconsistent.
1: Yeah. And the decisions they're coming to are inconsistent. Yeah. I, I, I it is. I, it is interesting I think you showed I remember, I
0: remember saying in the iFab video I said what will happen when you got to go past a, a set of the, yeah. like you're a waiting you go past a set of home fans and you're going to get dogs well, abuse that, anyway and it, that exactly happens that links perfectly to the second part of the story doesn't
1: it Yeah, which is Millwall
0: Leeds Millwall Leeds obviously two rival Two. well I say rivals but fans wide are rivals yeah. and it's always a hostile atmosphere at the new den Patrick Bamford uh, gets substituted and goes off at the nearest, goes point. At the nearest the point. That's the rules. Well, well done well him. Done. Rules are rules. No booking for him. No booking for him. Unfortunately, he's on the other side of the pitch, where obviously he has to go past all the past the of fans, and they decide to spit at him, which is not nice.
1: Which is something we'd sort of predicted. Which called it I called the it that we
0: probably I got it. that right. You know,
1: it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because on the flip side of it. I'm not saying one's less than the other but do you want to watch a game where someone takes up to a minute nearly a minute and a half in some cases to get off of the so pitch but did you see what the suggested solution was no don't do it at the new den
0: see no someone no. Someone, says guy, no. someone said that the referee's got to use more common sense when it comes to well, the yeah, which, was, which essentially
1: is don't do it at the new
0: den it yeah. doesn't yeah.
1: happen at the new <laughs> den but then you're doing that at one 23 see, championship the thing class is, and not the other it's difficult because they're here waiting what do you do if you're obviously a home A and you have to go past ends. the away end, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any it.
0: sense. you people. can't you can't
1: write a rule for it. You've either no. gotta go back to what it was or you stick with it, but whether you have then security near where it's, the players it, it it's just problematic. it I mean, wasn't thought through. No, and it goes back to then like you say, someone gets sent off in, in as a situation
0: that probably But it's you uh The thing is why Here's another thing you get like substitutions, yeah. But when you it comes to a player sent off, you go, "Oh no, we'll let him go up the nearest point where he is right yeah. now, and then make him go around the stadium and then come off." Yeah. No, because player gets sent off, he's going to take his time going to go into yeah. the tunnel. So that is pretty much worse than a substitution. I well,
1: will go back to that thing that we say: a lot of rules or changes with football. And they haven't
0: we, fought it through Well,
1: yeah, but also we, you know, we've talked, we're talking about on one of the, the the elite level of the game in grassroots football. It's only my limited experience since the rules come in because you've been at more games than me, Craig. Yeah. I haven't seen a referee. Once tell a player, and this is only on grassroots football on a Saturday afternoon, to leave at the nearest point of entry. And I've, so, had,
0: I've, I've had to shout and say, Yeah, oh, yeah, but you have. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying I
1: haven't seen a referee. So, in any substitution we've made, I've not seen a referee at any point. You know, we've had we've had substitutes with have Run halfway across the pitch to come off. Do you know what's frustrated me? I've been to Albar probably two or three of Luton's games this season in the Championship. Half the time I've seen it, and half the time it's not been enforced. Yeah. I think I've and seen it's it. the most frustrating yeah. thing. I've
0: seen it once so at There was that Cardiff. I think Moncurve went round.
1: But then I went to QPR four weeks later. Wasn't enforced. No, that's and the it thing. does my head in that you yeah. can't provide consistency. And when you
0: get people sent off because of it, I'm not
1: saying you shouldn't be sent off for it. But if you're getting some people sent off for it, but and if and if other people just if you get off, sent off for it. The next time you see something not happen you're going to say well hang on
0: he's already on the year though he's this thing forever it's gonna
1: this rule is going to end in a legal case that's the thing that scares me Mm. yeah and football shouldn't be decided in the courtroom No, never uh shall we finish on two very uh more light-hearted stories that would be nice so uh just really quickly there was a story of a scottish official called vicky allen who has broken a guinness world record because she has officiated a game at the highest altitude ever Lovely. They played a very short because of the oxygen. A very short football match at the top of well near the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. Obviously one of the uh, you
0: know highest. Did mountain. the p- you, know where
1: you get defrosted as I well? I don't think that did no, but it is quite funny because there's obviously all the players in their kit, but they've all got like leggings and stuff on, and that's every cool. spectator has pretty much got Arctic gear on because obviously it's so cold and the air up there. Much but sure That's quite cool, you know something like that. Well recorded. But there was uh, a, there I was a was well done. Genuinely, there was a game at very high altitude. Was it Bolivia v Brazil or Someone, yeah, Brazil were away somewhere, and it was about fourteen thousand feet think altitude. has got the highest altitude. No no players, just fainting everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the game was played at five thousand six hundred eighty-five meters above sea level, and what was the score? uh well it was just it was more of a kick around than well me.
0: that's not a but you know course. it was
1: okay it was a, it was you a should, game you should really have converted like it on. would have been far more dramatic <laughs> uh but yeah so um that's basically that and last story i don't know if you saw that about pete check
0: yes, yeah, I yeah, did. yes so he's now,
1: now playing for the guildford phoenix which is the second tier of um ice hockey obviously not in available the time game, right? because his football commitments etc with chelsea um, but yeah, apparently, massive ice hockey fan. Didn't know this. Um, massive
0: drummer, massive ice hockey fan.
1: There you fan. go. Uh, so he's 37, but he signed on for them and he's going to train every can. Which then led on to uh, a bit further on. Obviously, I didn't find this. Another actual journalist did this bit, but I'm going to repeat it. Um, if other footballers who then excelled in other sports after finishing football. So, so is this our quiz? Is it? It's a very short quiz. it's oh, more I know just like one. Talking point. So, okay. Uh, first one Paolo Maldini. Where did he go after football? Did he do tennis? He did indeed do tennis, and he actually took part in an ATP tour um, right, event. Right, right. Uh, he lost six one six one in forty two minutes in uh, against Don't uh, Poland's Thomas Bedenek, Bedenarac, Bed- Bed- or and yeah. So anyway, um, the next one. So Tim Vice, Stuart Tomlinson, and Grant Holt wrestling or yeah. to uh, obviously wrestling so Portwell goalkeeper Tomlinson, Stuart Tomlinson etc now why is wrestling.
0: he in the WWE I think
1: uh, I think you're right yes yeah he is yeah okay uh, Even Perisic what the Croatian player the Croatian player Don't know. Don't uh, he became a professional beach volleyball player Oh. which obviously people get the wrong idea about Croatia he's actually a very hot you, yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, you know, You know, it's not too far from like Italy and that sort of place, so it's that kind of climate. So I actually, beat volleyball. Mediterranean. Me. Mediterranean. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, Jersey Dudek, Santiago Canizares, and Fabian Bartes. Oh, it's got to be sporters now. I was going to say that, that's a DJ. wonderful boy band. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, to <laughs> be
0: fair, um, Canizares is now DJ. No, sorry, guys from is now a DJ. Yes, he is a DJ. very nice. But suit. those
1: three are uh, now taking part in professional motor racing. Uh, oh, yeah, so Dudek and Bartez have competed in the 24 hour endurance race oh, okay. yeah, uh, uh, and yeah. Canizares uh, rides um, road bikes and he races in Suzuki oh, oh. Uh, last couple Leon McKenzie and Curtis Woodhouse boxing, boxing yeah obviously he went, And uh, I think it, it's Curtis Woodhouse managing a non-league team yes yeah. I can't remember it
0: is uh, so he's so Windus he lost his first game
1: Gabriel Battistuta. the batty goal the batty goal where, uh, where we'll probably he see him famously retire. on
0: PES 2 very soon after this recording
1: uh, he had to retire after he's, uh, he suffered an ankle injury obviously which ended his football career. and he had to s- retire from this sport as well because <laughs> of an ankle injury which was polo
0: <laughs> polo <laughs> ah, so, so yeah
1: professional polo player which is huge in Argentina apparently when uh, how uh, do you do well, polo? no when you're on a horse you know, yeah you can fall, fall off the horse I don't oh, know it just, just says the injury no I don't know. but yeah obviously app- I didn't realise apparently a lot water, of... water polo is massive over there yeah but even the polo because of the British influence well, yeah. Yeah. back in the day uh, right last couple Vicente uh, Lizarrazu. And this is brilliant because out of all of them he's exceeded the most rowing no jiu-jitsu and oh, not only was he a jiu-jitsu he became european jiu- champion at jujitsu. oh fair so luck. yeah uh, so that was that was it basically so
0: fan of, so of arts and the darts is he really yeah okay well Vicente lizarazu i assume
1: then is a european champion in two different sports very good he is the european there champion
0: too but yes different sports. That, was, uh, very good. that was a little thing for you there so that's a lot easier question than your league of their own CD last week. Long's
1: you. OK, and we finish with a proper quiz this time a sports quiz. And what is the quiz called, Charlie and Craig? Can you? named them Charlie's given up in a, in a probably a bit he, of a defiance of being 7-0 no, now. Because and, and also because didn't he did not think look, I'll get that right he better. made me look a prick on last week's episode by <laughs> did <while> <laughs> me out to dry so I didn't want to um, commit to it right. so obviously we're in the international break uh, so I wanted they're boring I wanted to theme it based on, on national national yeah. nationality at makes box. a lot of sense and yeah. obviously one of your favourite quizzes of the year so far was the Portuguese one which yes. is related to nature Tense. yes so I thought <laughs> <laughs> What better thing to do when you <laughs> said that was hard than go even more
0: niche? Oh god! Oh, oh yeah. Are you going for
1: like I don't know, Mongolian so, Premier League
0: players? So are going for like not Senegalese.
1: Quite, but you're not far off. Oh, um, no, Senegalese. That list was was very that'd long. be quite large. Yeah. So really? we're going for quite a finite list, um, and it was inspired by something Craig mentioned in the podcast last week. Oh, you no. mentioned a name. And that's the reason we're in this quiz today. So, so, no, it's not. I would like you to name... Lundic (laughs) fan? Why did you choose Joe Tess?
0: I don't know. I didn't even say him last week either. Come Come on, on. please focus. I
1: would like you to name, take it in turns, can you name them, one of the 17 Icelandic players to feature in the Premier League. Now, there's a variety of reasons I picked this. One was related to last week. One was because, actually, of all of the sort of niche nations around this sort of level... They're the only one who only one of the 17 names hasn't featured in the 21st century, which I think will make right. it a bit easier. So, on. And Charlie asked for championship names, and over half of these names have also played in the championship. Oh. So I'm trying <laughs> to him. Oh, we'll see how good sure. his knowledge is. Right. So I've got a couple of stats. 17 names. No, he, he two that. are active Premier League players. Right. Uh, one, only one, as I mentioned, didn't play in the 21st century yeah. in the Premier League. And of course, there are seventeen. He first names because I imagine there's a few with similar. Um, I will need four names, I'm afraid, oh, for this, this one. Is, this is a, a very, very short. And course. afterwards, when I when I well that was the aim. And afterwards, when I tried to name some of them, I apologise <laughs> in advance to all of the people of Iceland who may eventually. To this. people of Iceland. Right, I've I've got one, and we have talked about Iceland a lot on the quiz for UA yeah. for coaching and things like that, so it is a nice link. I've so got, Charlie goes first. I've got one, and I think it's a very obvious one, which is ida Johnson. Uh, Charlie Betts, Odegon Johnson is, of course, correct. Played for Chelsea, Spurs, Stoke, and Fulham. Where I was he on the list? Out of interest? Or Have you got in order, or just seventeen names? Um, well? well, I've got them in order, but only alphabetical order. So that's going to help you. That's that's, <laughs> I, that's right. right. Okay, Um Gilfie Sigurdsson, uh, of course, one of the two active uh, players currently at Everton after spell at Swansea and Spurs in the Premier League. Of course, also played in the Championship too. Right, Swansea twice. Uh,
0: I've got one more I can
1: think of a name but I don't know, if he's, I don't know his first
0: name I don't think he was, uh, he was Icelandic as well uh, would you be prepared as Charlie is probably going to fail here to let
1: him just I've got a few in my head would you
0: let him have the second name well you're lucky if I get the first name right <laughs> I don't
1: know if I know the second well, name well I'll let you off as this is a very hard quiz we can resort second names and we've all probably got the same surname no because this name. is probably quite a common name I'm going to go for I think this is it is it Joey Joey Johnson. Uh, may I ask who you think he may have played for Redding I'm afraid he played for Burnley oh was it Burnley
0: he played for Villa right sorry yeah, that's, that's the guy Leicester as well Villa
1: and Leicester yes is that correct so officially down as Joanne Johnson, but Joey Gijonson is fine I will take that <laughs> uh, I was I'm trying to now. check <laughs> that you hadn't just gone for the most common Icelandic No, no 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 Johnson I thought he played for once you name a club I'm happy uh, played for Aston Villa Wolves and Burnley in the Premier League so but, I, but not ready. <laughs> no not ready. <Reddit. laughs> which is why I let you name a second club before I gave you it right it's quiz has descended into chaos again. It's always chaos. Uh, Craig Savage. We still got one active Premier League player of course, which is active. strange And the inspiration for the quiz are both still waiting. Who's he in the quiz
0: Uh Aaron Gunnarsson Gunnarsson
1: uh, correct Craig Savage of course last season two different years for Cardiff one a few years back under Malcolm McCoy. and last season the long throw specialist now back in the championship Is he? so he's the other active no he's not the championship. Championship. oh active he's not. championship player right he's okay. well no but he was at the start of the
0: season no oh, he was <laughs> out oh, of contract this summer Yeah. so he's not I don't think he's Icelandic oh no he said that one and I said that one he said the obvious one and obviously I said the obvious one I mean uh, I don't know what you're doing
1: at this point other than commentating on what's uh, happened so far I've ran out of players um, Charlie Betts I we've had one st- we've still got an active Premier League player and the inspiration I mean some of you are going to kick yourselves at this point I don't think he's Icelandic but I can only think he's the only name who sounds similar to one we've mentioned recently did we mention him recently? I we- can't remember we've yet. mentioned a couple of these very recently and multiple times I can't think of any other Icelandic players I'm going out I know it's wrong Pontus Jansson I'm afraid not mate oh fucking hell one, one he hasn't played in the Premier League and one he's not Icelandic either. <laughs> Uh, Craig Savage over to you a chance to win it don't forget we still have the inspiration for the quiz an active Premier League player and some other legends of this Premier League podcast
0: player. I've got Goodmanson in my head but I don't know who yeah. he is. Oh no! <laughs> I'm going to need you he... to uh,
1: be specific oh. and give me either a first name or clubs if that's the is last name you only going me. I think
0: Goodmanson plays for Burnley
1: as well is that your final answer? Yeah, because um, Well, Craig, you have spotted the other active Premier League <laughs> player. Is he played? Giant Goodminton, <laughs> who has started over half of Burnley's Premier League. How, How is he is the inspiration for this Marcus podcast? He's Marcus No, he's not the inspiration for this podcast. Is Marcus he's Marcus Ike, a Premier League understand. player. He's not easy. Nice um, finish. No. I'll so, I it I'm not going to name all the names, a fear for embarrassing myself, but I am going to name some that you'll probably kick yourself yeah. for. Yeah. So I, I couldn't so tell So tell you I'm currently 8 0 up. Does 8-0 anyone. Yes, Craig, you're 8 0 up. Well done. This quiz is. Yeah, I don't care is it. A, a it's more just fun. An exhibition. Yeah. Um, who's that? the inspiration for the quiz? We talked at length about him last week. Last, last week? Last yes. Week. Can I give, can I give you the giveaway clue now? Yeah, just right. so you can kick yourself. You love him despite his awful relegation record.
0: Herman Arroyderson. Arroyderson. <laughs> Is he Icelandic?
1: Oh, no. Herman Horriderson. I thought you were Swedish. Is he Icelandic? Yes. <laughs> I thought he was, was sweet. I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't um, have guessed he was I just that. watched him on Premier League years. Who is, taking aside Matt Letitia, the best penalty taker in Premier League history? Danny Murphy. No. James a- Milner. James, James, no. James Milner. No, can I put you out of your misery? Haida Helgerson Helgeson. Ah, oh, man. man. Oh. See, you're kicking yourself out I was thinking of names with son on the end, if I'm being brutally honest. Son. You may have <laughs> forgotten, but in, in the mid to late 2000s, we were talking quite a lot about Reading's team recently. You know, the yeah. Doyle, Long, Lita, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so back. To, the two centre-halves yeah. were Bjana Gunnarsson and
0: Eva Ingemarson oh, oh. So I think I'm wow. thinking Gunnarsson when I said good job. You were, you were close, with you, were it close. It. you were close. You were close, oh. um, close
1: There are plenty of other players on there. A couple of others, uh, Egert Jonsson, who was at one point a real hot prospect at Hearts, went to Wolves and ruined his career. <laughs> yes. Uh I don't remember who. Greta Steinson was the one that stood oh. out for me as a player. Oh, so Bolton, but the old said Bolton said, right. Um, but they were a couple I of times. You stand said Greta Bunberg for a second <laughs> yeah, I thought, don't ruin my childhood. Um, but, <laughs> but that was a quiz that, that I knew a was going to cause frustration. That is very oh. frustrating. Because there are more obvious names. Country, than I didn't means... expect to win that. I'm annoyed at Herman Horizon. There are there are more obvious names than you think. And that's going to yeah. be the thing with some of my quizzes moving forward. Ah, Herman. But that, that know, quiz no, no. that I found today uh, based on your Herman Horizon comments last week has inspired some of the next few not for nationality reasons but oh. just because of... I like style. the nationality ones, they're good. Albeit I'm crap at them. They're good, I like them. So yeah. uh, you can expect something just as niche next week. Uh, we're no longer going to worry about the competition. The <laughs> games are, i won. i won already. It's now just a bit of fun so we can reminisce on some old names rather than <laughs> any sort of competition. Yeah, it's all about the old Premier League players. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
0: And that is it for today's podcast ramble. Don't forget to like, subscribe if you're on YouTube. And thank you for listening on our major platforms. And we'll see you next time.